0: The Spoiler Warning Podcast this is review number 255 with our review of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. I'm Christopher Schnazy.
1: I am Carson Patrick. And
0: if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. In this episode, as we said, we will be reviewing Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Uh, how's the weather there, Carson?
1: Uh It's cloudy. With a chance of meatballs.
0: Right now, so You got giant pancakes raining down on uh, L.A.?
1: I wish, because that would be delicious.
0: But you know, I mean, it would be delicious, but if you got overrun with all this food, some weird guy from the uh, Think Corp or whatever <laughs> is going to come over and make you leave Los Angeles while they try to do this cleanup.
1: He's like, come with me and get a tan. <laughs> and I'll be like, no thanks.
0: What, what was that company called?
1: Uh, it was called Live or Live.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe it was called Think Corp. I don't know. It, no, I'm th- we're thinking of something else.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, had a, it had a light bulb, which makes me think of thinking. Um, it so. was
1: definitely live for some, for, yeah.
0: Yeah, for reasons that we won't say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, But yeah, I mean, this is this is a film that we have been uh, very excited I think for a long time, like, since it was announced, I think we've been pretty excited for this. Uh, one of the only sequels that we really got this excited about, I would say.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, sequel, sequel to, like, a, a kid's movie, like an animated movie.
0: Yeah, an animated movie that, would, like, blew us away, I think, when we saw it. Like, it, yeah. was, it was something that I skipped in theaters, unfortunately. Whoa. And, and it wasn't until it came out on Blu-ray and I heard so many people, people talking about it that I actually was like, all right, I'll check out this movie made from a little kid's book that uh, looked pretty cheesy when I saw the original trailer. And, you know, I got the Blu-ray, watched it, and I was like, holy crap, this is, like, probably the best thing that Sony Animation has put out.
1: Uh, yeah, I would I would say so. Definitely so. better than, uh, well, no, they, did, they also did Surf's Up. That was pretty good, but, uh... Cloudy sir- with sir- the Chance of Meatballs was better, though. That's It is the best thing that they've done. Did,
0: did you just say that the uh, Penguin Surfing movie was good?
1: Yeah. Did you ever see it?
0: Hell no, I didn't watch that.
1: Oh, dude, Surf's Up was actually better than uh, Happy Feet. because they, <laughs> they both came out like the same year, I think, or <laughs> around is, the same time.
0: This is two films that I did not watch because I did not see the point in going to watch those things.
1: Well, Happy Feet was annoying, but... Uh, Surf's Up was actually legitimately good. Like it, it was, uh, it was again a movie where I was just like, "This is not, this is gonna be lame." The trailers were stupid, but uh, I yeah, I remember going to watch it and like being very surprised by it.
0: Uh, all right, I guess, I guess I'll take your word for that one. Because, <laughs> cause I'm sorry, I will not uh, go see that movie.
1: Uh, well, you can't because it's not in theaters anymore. Well, you, you know what I mean. I, I will not. <laughs> I will
0: not rent. Uh, or do any, I won't make any effort of myself to go watch Happy Feet.
1: You won't contact Yuri and get on, uh, you won't get a copy off of Yuri's movie bay or whatever. I, I
0: won't go to Chernobyl <laughs> and try to get the free movies.
1: chernobyl Uh, speaking of Chernobyl, uh, how was Hostages?
0: <laughs> so, dude, that was a smooth transition. I,
1: I know, I'm going, I'm going straight into it.
0: All right, so Carson knows me well enough to know that uh, if I'm sitting in a theater every weekend multiple times and Regal's playing the Regal first look and they're advertising some new show that's going to start that looks terrible, (laughs) that that I'm probably going to go out of my way to make sure that I watch it. There's a 9 Um, out
1: of 10 chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, so far... I mean, we have new seasons starting, um, but like hostages is the one that Carson just laughed every time I said, I'm totally gonna watch that movie or that show. Not 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 because it looked like it was gonna be awesome, but basically because Dylan McDermott's in it and he's playing the bad guy and Right.
1: He's playing essentially his same characters from the campaign and Olympus has fallen.
0: Yeah, basically. And I was like, you know what? I I, I would like to see it, it. It's like our it's like our friend um, from House of Cards that is always some government official, <laughs> some assistant. Like yeah. if I see him in a trailer playing an assistant, I'm probably gonna watch that movie. So seeing Dylan McDermott in this like evil bad guy, uh, but like with a lot of like he's a bad guy, but he's got a lot of power just in his presence. I was like, okay, that that's that's cool. I'm gonna see it. And obviously the plot is ridiculous. We have. Um, a doctor who was going to be performing some sort of surgery. I don't even remember what kind of surgery it is, but she's performing the surgery for some problem that the president of the United States has. And, uh, Dylan McDermott captures the family and says, Hey, uh, I will mess with your family if you do not let the president die during the surgery. And that's the whole like setup for the show. And I was like, okay, this is like enough for a TV movie. There's no reason this has to be a series. How in the world are they going to do this as a series? Yeah. But I'm going to sit through and watch this damn thing just for fun. And, uh, yeah, the show is kind of as ridiculous as um, you would expect. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, yeah, like I'm going to keep watching it. I've seen two episodes now. It's ridiculous enough that I'm kind of having fun watching it. It seems like every time they do something where I'm like, oh, well, good on you for actually going, they, like, take it back, like, a second later. Oh, that's like, lame. So, literally, like, something will happen. I'm like, whoa, look at the balls on this show. And then it comes back from the commercial break. <laughs> and then, like, it's, You're like,
1: oh, yeah, it's on CBS. I forgot.
0: Yeah, no, seriously. Like, like there's... I mean, I don't want to say it too much, but let's just say at the beginning of... uh at the beginning of the second episode, something happens, and then when you come back from the commercial break, it's like, I'm just kidding. That didn't just happen, but you thought it did, didn't you? Uh, yeah.
1: That's the worst kind of show.
0: Yeah. And, and, like, I mean, it it is a ridiculous show, and, like, at the end of the first episode, uh, is, um you know, one of the questions we all had was, how are they going to extend this, like, hey, president is going into surgery, you're supposed to kill him, how are they going to turn that into a whole series? And, uh, You know, they came up with a reason that the surgery has to be delayed, and that gives us all the time for, I'm guessing, multiple episodes to happen in between this first attempt at the surgery and what will be a later attempt at the surgery. Uh, And and it's like, okay, cool, so you figured out a way to extend it, that makes sense. Um, But at the end of that episode, after the surgery has been delayed... Like there's all these news crews outside of the hospital and the, the, the woman who's the surgeon comes out and uh, she stares, she delivers a line which is meant to be directly to the kidnapper, uh, to, do, to Dylan McDermott, and she stares right into the camera. The problem is there's like 900 news cameras. How did she know which one he was going to be watching back at the house so that she could be like, look how tricky I am, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of cheesy, convenient stuff in the show that is kind of dumb, but to the show's credit... They are coming up with interesting things that... Like, interesting wrenches to throw in this situation. Like, obviously, she's a surgeon. She's the front-facing person. They have the family in the house. But, like, they are coming up with reasons why the family members have to interact with the outside world. And it's creating conflict in which, like, hey, like, the kid... Uh, you know, sold some drugs and he owes money to this bad guy and the guy keeps trying to contact him like, where's my money? So obviously there's like, some. so they're going to have to resolve that issue because the kid can't just hide out in the house. Otherwise that like drug dealer guy is going to come looking for the money and what are they going to do when that kind of thing happens? And like the husband is having an affair. So like, the chick he's having an affair with it keeps messaging like, Hey, let's go get it on and like he obviously has to he can't say, Oh sorry, I can't come bang you right now because I'm being held hostage in my wife's house. Um like so- <laughs>
1: <laughs> also this show has to be interesting.
0: No, so it's like to their credit, they have create several uh as I said, wrenches to throw into the situation to at least come up with reasons to make people being stuck in a house uh I wouldn't say I wouldn't use the word compelling, but Like, they're at least trying to come up with interesting scenarios that mess with the situation, so...
1: It just sounds like the show should be called Contrivances. Like, it doesn't... I don't know how they're going to sustain it for even the uh, 15 or so episodes in its limited run, I guess. I don't don't even know if they're... I would assume that they would want to do, if it's popular enough, to do another season. I mean, I don't know how, like... The model – I only know is that is that it's shorter than most TV series seasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and Therefore,
1: that's... like, they can, you know, I guess, you know, mold it to where it's not – you know, they don't have to stretch it out as much. But yeah, well, I still don't know how they would sustain 15 episodes of, you know, one family being held hostage. But I guess they obviously have.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's – Without saying too much about the show, something happened to delay the surgery, and the Secret Service is investigating that event. So, like, she has to continue to be in the hospital, so that way it's not suspicious, and the family has to go about their lives so their disappearance wouldn't be suspicious. And yeah, there's, there's enough things to have it, even though it is sort of a contrivance, there's enough things going on that makes it make sense that it could take more time than you would think from the previous to the show.
1: Yeah, I just don't see how any of it would still be suspenseful. I mean, I've, I haven't seen any... Like, the show didn't interest me, like, whatsoever. So I don't know, like, if I could... I just feel like I'd be annoyed the whole time. Oh no,
0: it's like I said, it's kind of silly. Like this is a show that either you will think it's completely dumb or you'll like it as a guilty pleasure. Like if Dylan McDermott wasn't in it, I probably wouldn't be watching it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'd be watching The Blacklist on NBC,
0: which I am watching. Which?
1: Whoa! I heard that's like way better though. uh,
0: I know it's way better. It's still cheesy. It's still a thing where like if if The Blacklist didn't star James Spader. It would probably be on par with hostages with Dylan McDermott. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Whoa. Okay, I see.
0: <laughs> so, like, if you remove James Spader, it's just sort of a cheesy, dumb show. Um, but it, it's one of those things where, like, it's 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 interesting. Um, but it's re- you're really watching it for James Spader, just like walking circles around CIA and FBI agents. Like, yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, that is that is. You know, hostages and uh, blacklist. So,
1: <laughs> watch them.
0: Yes, watch them if you want. But uh, are are you satisfied with uh, my my? Are, are you happy that you asked me about hostages?
1: Oh yeah, because I uh, I I forgot to, or I was wondering where when you were gonna talk about it because yeah. you forgot to last time.
0: Like I, I I, it's it's really dumb too because like you know I said the thing about like something happening and then going to commercial and coming back from from uh the the commercial and then that thing being sort of erased uh like when it went to commercial, I was like, all right this show just got good <laughs> and then it came back from commercial like during the commercial I was like no, there's no way that happened something <laughs> something didn't happen and then of course it didn't so but anyways that's
1: but that's what bugged me about like the later seasons of 24. like they would like, the first couple seasons were pretty ballsy, and then, like, in the the last, like, three seasons, they would do crap like that, where you're like, whoa, they actually did something, and then it was like, nah.
0: Well, like, Nina Myers was a big deal. Every other character that was the Nina Myers of the other seasons was stupid, like... It just
1: yeah, no. Yeah. But like stuff like bringing Tony Almeida back was dumb.
0: Well, the, the fact that they brought him back, he was good. He was bad. He was good. He was bad. Then he was dead. Then he was alive. Then he was like, <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> like he kept switching. He couldn't pick a side or, you know, uh, a, you know, a side of this life either. Yeah,
0: you, you could never tell what his motivation was and whether he was actually on the side he was currently acting for. Yeah, and then you never time.
1: you never knew what happened to him. Like, he ended up in a cell somewhere, and then that was it.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: That was pretty dumb.
0: But anyways, we're not here to talk about Fox shows or NBC shows or whatever other show channels any of these are on.
1: We're here to talk about balls.
0: We're here to talk about balls. Big meatballs. old meatballs that come raining down from the sky when a flintstaflerner uh goes out of control and makes cheeseburgers. um yes cheese spiders cheese spiders Uh, so carson what do you say we take a listen to the trailer for cloudy with a chance of meatballs 2 and then uh not delay and get into this review for everybody let
1: us let us dine on this treat
0: My son, Flint Lockwood, always loved to invent things. Jesus. Sometimes his inventions were great, and other times, well, not so much. Ah, help, help! Help! We had to leave swallow fall so things could get cleaned up. But when we returned, Be well. Be well. something big hey, was left over.
1: I can't believe my machine created all of this! Are those shrimp pansies? Butter. Look, mosquitoes! Perkett! Those are some tasty looking jellyfish! Hungry! It's enough to make a grown man cry. But not this man. Get back in there, Tia. This September. Did you hear something?
0: <laughs> what was that? Taco dial supreme! Ah! It's no picnic. Hold on, everyone! Ah! There's a leak in the boat! Ah! Ah! Saving the world.
1: We have to shut down the machine before the food animals get off the island
0: and invade the mainland. All we have to do is cross the breakfast bog, brave the food animal jungle, and scale the Big Rock Candy Mountain. Piece of cake. Mmm.
1: The Chance of Meatballs 2.
0: I think I'll name him Barry. Sam, don't touch it. Put it down. Ah! Ah!
1: Ah! Ah! Seriously?
0: Ah! All right, so that was the trailer for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Um, In this film, there's the sequel, obviously, to... The first Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs in which this uh, you know little genius science boy invents this machine and he's trying to basically figure out a way to uh, turn water into food. Water goes in the top, food comes out the bottom. Problem is the machine works kind of a little too well and starts raining giant food all over his town. Is it Swallow Falls? Is that the name of the town? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Swallow Falls is now just being destroyed by giant food slapping everywhere and now the whole world is sort of being like Right? It was, yeah, it was the entire world that eventually started getting all the food dropped on it. Yeah,
1: all the major cities.
0: Yeah, and uh, spoilers for credit to Chance of Meatballs, the first one. Uh, But, eventually, he is able to do something to try and stop the machine, and uh, now everybody's dealing with a city that's completely covered in food, because their food damn broke, and all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, But it was a funny, awesome film, and, like, clever writing, Uh, and it's an awesome time. And here we have in the time that's that's uh, passed since then, the Flintstone uh, which is the device that actually turns the water into food, has been doing something weird on uh, in Swallow Falls, or I guess on an island just off Swallow Falls. Is that the deal?
1: No, it was the same island.
0: Okay, just nobody noticed the stuff until they left. Anyways, well,
1: they 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 thought they defeated it, but it like fell into. place where they couldn't find it or something yeah
0: well i I just mean that the people hadn't noticed this was happening anyways the food has become sentient uh there are now foodimals uh think jurassic park basically there is this island overrun with foodimals and people have to go back and find the machine that is turning all the animals or all the food into giant food animals and uh try to stop the machine because, you know, like, they got to start to clean up and get the world back to the way it was. But there might be some nefar- nefarious things happening involving all this stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Carson?
1: Some nefarious food acts.
0: Why don't you just let us know, Carson, what you thought of this film?
1: Um. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I had a fun time watching it. I, I think that the first uh, Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs is way more clever than it has any right to be like any like animated kids movie I've seen in like a while, like has any right to be, but, um, I think this movie like retains the same spirit of the first movie. I don't think it's as good, uh, or quite as funny, but it's still pretty, like there's still some pretty good laughs and it's still just entertaining on like a, a visual level. And, uh, i mean i i like the um i like the story like i it's not exactly like if you've seen the trailer it's not exactly you know oh there's food animals now and they have to go back to stop them you know there's like a little more to it obviously and uh the the plot kind of reminded me or really reminded me of uh the lost world jurassic park where you know our hero uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm has to get, you know, uh, persuaded to come back to the island because he's the one who knows. And there's like a nefarious corporation trying to, you know, uh, use the animals for their own uh, doing. And yeah, uh, yeah, like it very much reminded me of that. And just like that movie is uh, still very entertaining and not, not as good as the original, but still uh, highly entertaining. So um yeah like i and i i liked all the uh like all the all the different like food animals like how like obviously there's a lot of puns per the trailer like you've seen all the uh puns they've come up with to name these animals but like i don't know like something about them is really cool like the design of all them they all have their own uh you know personalities and stuff and uh, I mean, I, there's really nothing more to say other than just like if you've seen the first one you had a and you liked it, then you're most likely going to enjoy the second one, maybe not as much, but uh, you know, you're gonna get what you paid for if you go see this sequel. like i I think it's I think it's worthy i uh, it's not like, I don't think it's like a complete cash grab. It's not like something where they, went in just thinking, well, you know, the first movie did good and we'll just make another one. Like, I feel like there was some definite effort put into this film. Like, uh, just in terms of, like, the jokes and, like I said, like, all the animals and uh, the, like, design of everything was really cool. Like, I mean, it was a very colorful movie. I I heard somebody – I read a review online. I think it was Joe Blow that said, like, this movie, like – If you're under the age of 13, uh, are a stoner, or if you're, like, really love food puns, and, like, this is the movie for you, like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's entertaining. Like, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely one that I think, uh, will entertain the kids and the people, you know, adults alike, just like the first movie did. So... What did you think? Did you think this lived up to the original, the the grandeur of the original?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think in a way that this this never stood a chance to live up to the original simply because, like, I mean, it... it I don't... Okay, first of all, I had I had a great time with this film. I uh, didn't silence my cell phone. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, but I, I, had, I had a great time watching this film. It was... I love the puns. I love the animation style. I love... All the all the character gags and and you know sort of what's going on between every everybody you know like I, I don't think that uh, um, that it, it from a story standpoint that it could have ever lived up to the first one because the first one is really about it, it's you know it's the origin story of the Flinstufflerner and of right. of um, uh, like. our our hero's first real invention of any sort of merit I mean the whole joke is that he invents things like spray on shoes and uh, um, you know like all these sort of like different weird random things that aren't you know aren't really great or special or that nobody really believes in or can amount to anything Um, but he creates this machine that does exactly what he wants it to do except for too well and sort of causes a problem and it's him dealing with his own invention and, and uh, like the consequences of creating this like awesome thing. Um, This, as you sort of said, this retains the same essence of that. I think that the, um, all the relationship work between the characters, it, it, it feels just like that first film. Like it feels like we're still part of, you know, it feels like we could have taken like both movies are this really great TV show and we had to wait a week for the second episode to show up, and this is the second epi- episode. Yeah. Um, it doesn't retain the oomph that the pilot did, the pilot being the first one, um, but it, it still is this great show that's going on. Um, I just... i The the story of what's happening with the foodimals, it, 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 it's not really that awesome or exciting. The adventure they go on isn't really that awesome or exciting, but the way they interact with the world as they make their way there is exciting. The... Um, the live Corp and what is going on with with their chief person you know like they're like Steve Jobs figure uh, the like retconned back, background of of what uh, Flint always wanted to be um, like follow in the footsteps of the scientist guy and get to wear one of the orange vests and all that kinda of stuff like I actually like that story and um, our, our weird scientist guy that Flint is trying to impress just just the animation style of what they did with that character, like the frenetic, like, moving around and everything, like, yeah, y- you can tell that this wasn't just, like, like, quality of being sent straight to DVD because, like, they animated yeah. that single character more than most directed DVD CG movies will animate the entire main cast. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> they, they spent a lot of time doing this super quirky little moving kind of crazy stuff with all, like, the holograms and stuff. Like, I I just... I loved watching and experiencing this film more than I loved the story of why I was getting to watch these characters again. Like, we, we don't get an explanation yeah. of why the Flintstaff is creating sentient life. Um, and, and and the film never even tries to do that. Like, it's just about the characters going like, oh, wow, this is happening. That's cool. Um, uh, but, but nobody's really trying to decipher it. Even the the you know the live corp guy he doesn't want to know like why anything's happening he thinks all the foodimals are like super bad and he just wants to sneak past them and get access to the machine for his own nefarious reasons um so it's kind of it's kind of weird that like it it still feels awesome and i still enjoyed it immensely uh but like when i think about the story it feels like they wasted the idea of like the the jurassic park-esque um thing that they were going for that doesn't feel like they really did anything with it um but while they were not doing anything with it they entertained the crap out of me
1: yeah i mean the story isn't anything uh anything groundbreaking or but uh i think uh yeah i think like everything you said sells it and also like i think that the the chester v guy the villain like for me he was like a really good villain like weirdly i i was weirdly invested in for you know for flint our hero to not you know go to his side like even though it was like the most basic like you know guy uh you know has always idolized you know his hero and he turns out to be a dick basically <laughs> like i mean it's it's something that's been done many times before but uh they really they really they really made me hate this chester v guy like i was like this guy is a better villain than in some live action movies that we've seen this year and uh yeah i mean there is there's definitely not that same like oomph like you said that the first movie had but uh I mean, like I said, there's definite effort put into it. Like, it's a very good-looking movie. Like, the animation style is like really cool, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of fun to watch. Like, I like I said, I think if you are a fan of the first movie, you're gonna get some enjoyment out of this movie.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like I I even love just some of the stuff with uh, Flint and his dad and like the paying off story beats from the first film in this film are just it's really great like they they carry all the main characters over to this one and they give them each uh a lot to do in the film even though like the cast as a whole isn't technically doing that much i mean when when it comes down to it the the story is hey we put a waypoint on the map of the island let's go to that waypoint and then end the film and that's kind of what they do uh but along the way, the ride is all about the the characters and th- this group of people who came to support Flint in the last film now having to deal with this, uh, you know, the villain kind of turning him against them in like a sort of like Anakin Skywalker, they're holding me back kind of like... Huh. All, all I want to do is impress Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, yeah. and, like, I don't care if I, like, am terrible to everyone else. I'm just trying to, I guess, in, if I'm actually doing Anakin, I want to impress the Emperor uh, because that guy's got mad skills. Um, right. anyway, okay, it's not a perfect analogy, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
0: It's, it, it's just, like, watching him, as you said, this, like, total dick scientist guy who really doesn't care about uh, our our hero um, using our hero and kind of turning him against his friends and like like convincing him that his friends are bad. Like that that whole aspect of it is really uh, you really feel for the entire cast as it's happening. And then uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's for for how much is not happening in the film. There is a lot emotionally for the characters that is happening that uh, totally works. And while you don't get to see the joy of of Flint doing all this cool inventing stuff, you do get the sense that he wants this goal. Like, it's, it's still the same thing. as like he wants to be worthy... Of, in the last film, he kind of wants to be worthy of the lab coat that his mom got him. And here, he wants to be worthy of the orange vest that you get if you become... I uh, um, uh, almost call them Imagineers, but I think that's the Disney thing. <laughs> uh, what are they called? Like they're,
1: they're The... the I don't remember the li- the alive people.
0: No, yeah, it's like the, it's like Ears or something like that. Maybe that maybe that's where I got the think uh from. Uh Yeah, I,
1: I don't remember what they're uh what they were called. Yeah. But yeah, he wanted to wear the orange vest.
0: Yeah. And that that was a, bi- a big deal and it's like it it it's, it's similar to the first one but it's like he'll stop at nothing to earn that even though it's not necessarily something that he wants.
1: But of course, He'll learn a lesson along the way <laughs> that friendship trumps uh smarmy douchery. There you go. Yes. I mean, I thought I thought the movie did a pretty good job of not recycling all of the jokes from the first movie. Oh, yeah. There's were some callbacks, but there weren't, you know, they spent most of the time trying to out pun themselves themselves with all the animals and stuff. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like I I mean I don't know what Shrek it was, but that it just felt like, you know, the same movie again because they would just call they would just recycle the same jokes. Uh yeah. Yeah. So, good job, movie. <laughs>
0: I'm like I'm trying to look online if I can figure out what you're called if you get to wear one of these orange vests. And I <laughs> I don't know what to there, even title. There
1: was definitely like a certain uh, title that you got.
0: Yeah, and I damn it, it's like.
1: But it was like Livcorp, right?
0: It, it Livcorp is is the 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 company itself, but there's like a special term for the people who get to wear um, the puffy orange vests. Yeah, damn it, I don't know what it is. Anyways. Who cares? It, it's <laughs> it's a funny film, and if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. So, Yeah. Is there anything uh, specifically that you want to talk about that, with regards to it?
1: Uh, No, not really.
0: All right. Well, uh, what do you say we just get into our verdicts then? All right. Uh, all right if you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: uh i think as a whole the movie is a recommend but i'll give it a must see because of all the things that we've mentioned that like i, I feel like it is a definite must see if you've liked the first movie and uh i mean it's definitely the be- the best looking and uh way better than the other animated movies i've seen this year i'm trying to think if there was another one that was like actually good i don't think so nothing's coming to mind
0: yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure once we're done recording something will pop up but probably yeah i I mean it's it's just a cleverly made film and even though the story isn't as clever as the first one it's still just a, a really fun ride
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: um so yeah i mean just i i would give it a recommend with the caveat also Caveat, just being that it's not—it doesn't quite reach the level of the first one. But uh, I I can't imagine you not liking it if uh, if you did enjoy the first one. Uh, and it, you may consider it a little bit of a downgrade from the first one, but uh, not enough to like to make it not enjoyable. I think there's if you liked all the characters, you're gonna like this film.
1: So. You're not giving it a must see.
0: I'm not giving it a must see in theaters. Like, <laughs> like it's it, a,
1: it, it's a must see in life at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I I generally say the must see is like go out now and watch it. Like if you like it it's yeah, like Wade rental usually is like, oh well it's not good enough to go out and see, but if you really wanna see it, watch it. Like a must see is like no stop what you're doing and this weekend you have to go see this in theaters before it's gone recommend is like i suggest that you go see this in theaters and if you don't make sure you see it at some point in time (laughs) all right so i don't remember what we were saying but we had a little mishap (laughs) and we had to
1: stop i got disconnected
0: yes not not so bueno but uh we were done with the review anyway so i mean i i think i was just saying that uh I think – yeah, I was just talking about the distinction between, like, you should be seeing this film, but if you miss it in theaters, that's okay. That That's the only reason this isn't a must-see. Like, it's – you can – if if you don't get to see it in the theater, you're still good. See it at some point in time because it's fun. And, uh yeah, I, I think it would be hard for you to not enjoy it.
1: Yeah, but I think if you have kids, like, I think it's a must-see because uh... – I'd rather spend my money on this than Despicable Me Two or some other crap. Yeah. Um. But
0: yeah. I, I'll agree with that because I didn't. I didn't see. Own. I didn't see Despicable Me Two.
1: Uh, well, you uh, spared yourself.
0: Well, then again, I didn't see Despicable Me One.
1: So. <laughs> well, you kind of spared yourself there too.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is the end of this episode. Then. So Carson if people. That is the f- end. If people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, You can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
0: All right. People can find me over at ChristopherMeallife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when the episodes go live at Twitter.com slash warning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the dot warning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760 575 tsw That's 760 575 4879. Music for this episode will possibly come from a soundtrack to uh, this movie, if there is one. Uh, but yeah. Hey, our Rush review has the real soundtrack in it, so. Oh, snap. So we're, we're breaking the. Uh, does it have the
1: I Can't Stop song, though?
0: Um, well, let me put it this way. I have the soundtrack, which I haven't actually listened to tracks from, and I have the episode edited. I just haven't placed the sound into it yet. So, technically, I was lying. The episode doesn't have the soundtrack in it yet. <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming that that song is not on the soundtrack. Uh, no. Just, just, a, just a wild shot in the dark, guess.
1: It's not.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, damn it, it,
1: I, it wasn't actually in the movie, so of course it wasn't on yeah, the yeah, score or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Only in the trailer.
0: Um. I'm on the of the Chance of Meatballs wiki, and I'm trying to find what these damn people at the Liv Corp company are <laughs> called, and I can't. Uh Damn we, it.
1: You'll probably find it right after we're done.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. And I'm gonna stop delaying and trying to do it because we are done. So. Uh, thanks for joining me, Carson.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you guys all for listening. Hope you can go enjoy some Mosquitoes or some peanut butter jellyfish mm. um, or some shrimp pansies. Yeah. Or...
1: Cheese spiders.
0: Cheese spiders. Taco Dial Supremes.
1: Yeah, watermelon
0: Yeah, watermelon <laughs> uh, There's plenty to enjoy, so... Go grab yourself a bite, and uh, we will see you next week with our review of Gravity. Gravity. So,
1: runner, runner. Yes, crocodiles. Runner, tacodiles.
0: runner. Talk to Runner, runner, Supreme. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.